as we understand it, we are looking for Jesus in one another, and we're looking for Jesus so we can communicate. I see Jesus in you, and he's at work, and it's thrilling. It's encouraging. So first, let's look at what honor is. Let's understand honor. Uh, the basic meaning for honor in the New Testament is to value. New Testament and Old Testament is to value. In the Old Testament, it comes with, the word that's used comes with a, a, a category of weight, of mass. So when we value something that's weighty, we're seeing the preciousness of it, and we are honoring that has value. There's, there is something precious and weighty about that. Like, think of gold. We honor the preciousness and the weight of gold. But in the, in the Old Testament, the word for glory, and God's glory, is the word for weight. Like when you get on a scale and you weigh yourself, it was a weight. God's glory came with a weight. So think back to when the temple was dedicated and Solomon was standing before them. He prays. He offers all these sacrifices. And God shows up. He descends. His glory comes upon that place. And it tells us that the, the priest could not stand to minister because the glory of the Lord was so thick. The weight of God's glory was so real and so there, they couldn't even stand up to minister. Think about the transfiguration when Peter, James, and John are there, and God's glory is real. And the bright, shining, just whiteness of, of the purity of Jesus.
celebrate the honor, but it's God who gives us Psalm 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. God bestows, the Lord bestows honor. God's work of conforming us into the image of his son is the honor he bestows to us. Do you recognize, church, do you recognize, disciple, that you growing in Christ's likeness is God honoring you? Because he's honoring his work. I'm, a, I'm bringing about the honor of my son, so as you submit, as you obey his rule over your life, the king of all glory, as we submit to him and kneel and bow, God honors us as we honor that king. That's the glory that's being shown in us. Jesus is being formed in us. We are all being conformed to the image of God's son. We're all being conformed to the image of Jesus. So that's the honor that we're living for. And it's the honor that's to be recognized in us. We are honored as Jesus is honored by the Father who does the honoring. Our role in honoring one another is now affirming God's work in our lives. We see it and we affirm it. We, we affirm his character showing up. We affirm the work of his grace in us. We, we affirm the fruitfulness of his spirit that is evident. And we recognize and magnify God's glory being revealed inside of his people. The place we're blessed to live in covenant new birth is that God's spirit comes to live inside of us. So the weight and the glory that he is is now inside of us. That's the settling that we feel in our hearts and the, the calmness and the it's done. It's finished as we sang a little while ago. We feel that in our hearts as God's glory. And now our response to that is to celebrate God as he, sh as he shows up in our lives. As we looked last week with the, looking at gifts and talents, using our gifts uh, in order to build the church. Our, uh, our gifts and talents are God inspired and blessed. We need to celebrate those gifts when we see them in operation, when we see them being used. We celebrate God's character being revealed in our sanctification as we live every day for his glory. So if we want to celebrate the value, we want to value highly God's glory in our midst. Now, as, as we walk through the message, there's some uh, interesting warnings that I think the, the scriptures provide, but also just our daily lives we need to be aware of that will attack our desire to honor one another or cause our honoring to be selfish and self-defined rather than living the, the glory of God. We want to look for our, tend to want to look for our own glory when we honor somebody else. Like, I'm going to honor you, so you honor something in me. And there's a warning with that. It's the sin of partiality. We're to honor everyone in the body of Christ. We are to have eyes toward everyone looking for Jesus, looking for God's glory, and how it's being displayed in everyone in the body. We don't just go after the ones we like the most or we get along best with. But that tends to be who we kind of find ourselves around, and we need to work hard at, at not just being around the people that it's easy to be around, so we can see how Jesus is showing up in other categories. And uh, James gives a strict warning to those who seek to honor others in order to get something from them. There's a danger in only there's a danger in only honoring people that we we deem or decide are worthy of honor. God says honor. And we need to look for Jesus in others, not look for ourselves in others. When we compare ourselves to others, we're looking for ourselves in them. Well, I, I don't see myself in you yet, so I'm going to try to get what you have. 
Apostle James says, My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, You sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, You stand over there or sit down on my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name of which you were called? around here so I have a proper understanding. 
God. In Romans 13, 1-7, Paul gives that every human authority has been placed there by God. Now look, that wasn't an easy thing for believers to hear in the first century. Because he's saying, honor the emperor. The emperor is the one who was killing Christians. So he says, no, live peaceful and quiet lives. So that the gospel is the most important. So live in a way, don't, don't get all the attention per se. Live in a way that's
right, God says this, let's go. And Romans 11, 6, they can go and you know we're so afraid, we're not strong. Fear is fear. authority, spiritual authority, parental authority. We're to honor parental authority. Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you in the land, well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Honor comes next is blessing. Blessing comes from honor. So,
show authority is in our respect. We need to honor the input of those growing with us in the body of Christ. We need to seek out relationships that are uh, deep enough that we have honest conversations about God and about us and about our marriages and our parenting to be able to say, I need to grow. I want your input. than what he's done for us. We can be easily more aware of how our children are not measuring up than how they are doing something right. We need to be able to have in our relationship, in our homes, a mutual respect that, that, that children see husbands and wives respecting and to see the submission that God calls us to. And they see, they have a, a, an atmosphere of affirmation and magnifying God is the God of our home. It's not my castle. It's not my castle. It's never been my castle. It's God's home. And we're all created to it. And when I see that happening in my children, I say, wow, that is great confidence. It is good self-esteem. Uh, spiritual confidence. So let's make sure you're still pursuing the Lord. Make sure you're having your own personal time with the Lord. When you're growing, when you, when you get around friends, there's a strength in you and a foundation that says, God. Joking around and laughing when we just have to be defensive in there. And a lot of times, 
little ridicule by that, little jabs coming. Those can be helpful sometimes. We have to make sure they're not malicious. That now I'm going to step on you. I'm going to dishonor you in order to try to promote some weird honor that, that I'm seeking and craving in my own life. We just have to be aware of this. We have to be aware that put down, tear down the dreams that God wants us to maintain as a body and as a church. Showing, understanding honor, showing honor, and now let's get to receiving honor. Humility is required. There is a component that it's okay to receive that honor. And let's look at what the reward is for this honor. Proverbs 29:23. One's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. This means that we look for the lowest place. We don't assume the highest place. We look for the lowest place. Remember when Jesus told his disciples, you know, the Pharisees love the seat of honor when they go to people's houses for dinner. They love showing up having the seat of honor, like, hey, everybody look at me, it's my party. Bring out the dessert for me, my favorite meal. The Pharisees love doing that. They said, that shouldn't be you. He said, actually, go and look for the lowest. Have somebody else lift you up and honor you, rather than you honor yourself. That's what he was driving at. Let God lift you up. Let God bring you up. So we, we seek the lowest. We humble ourselves. Now, the warning with this humility is that we try, every single one of us, we try to be the Holy Spirit in somebody else's life. We immediately think, you know what? I think God's on a coffee break. Let me try to work. Uh, this, this person needs to be humble right now, and let me try to figure this out. But here's where it shows up. We assume the role of the Holy Spirit when we try to keep others humble. So we will withhold honoring what we see, like, yeah, that's pretty good. But I'm going to withhold this honoring because something well, but I don't want you to get proud of it. You know, there is no one another, a man in the New Testament that sounds like this. Humble one another. It's not there. It doesn't exist because the Holy Spirit's the one that humbles. He's the one that brings that. So, look, you, you honor. And if somebody gets proud, the Holy Spirit will deal with that. But we get to honor Jesus. Like, years ago, I had somebody send me a text appreciating the message first line was, don't get a big head about this, that's my son. Great message. Well, not quite sure how it came out. You think I'm really proud? Let me go watch another message. First one came back, sure. How did that do that? Listen, there, there's a place for us to be able to say thank you when somebody honors God's work. Remember, honoring God's work in us. But we are not to assume the role of the Holy Spirit and everybody humble. No, we're to honor. And that's what God calls us to do. And there's a reward. There's a priceless reward that comes when we honor. When we're humble and there's honor that comes, the reward is that God is the one that brings it. He's the one that honors us. Proverbs 22, 4. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Now, this does not automatically mean that when we honor somebody in this life, we'll be rewarded the exact same way in this life. God is what we're seeking to magnify and recognize. But when we honor others, God in his time honors us. John 12, 26, Jesus said, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my 
somebody says to you, hey, I noticed that you were serving in that particular way, and that was really cool. I noticed that you were talking to light, brilliant light that 